And we're on! Yay! Yay. <laughs> I'm just setting the timer so we don't go over. Yes, yes. Good afternoon, hello, welcome, whoever, wherever you are. And um, this is our, our second episode of um, our A to Z of everything. And last time we were uh, starting with the wonderful letter L. And um, this time, well, Kili had a very good idea about um, using the, the name of the, um, the, the wine company. The what do you call them? Not wine, winemakers. Brewer, winemaker, not brewers, Vin- are they? Yeah. Vineries. 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 Vineyards. Yeah. Um, as as a good reason to choose another letter. So, K- Keely, would you like to introduce what uh, this week's letter is going okay, to be? Okay. Uh, today's letter is going to be M. M. Bought for you. Bought by to you by Mc. Gigan? Gigan? I, I think McGuigan. McGuigan. There, there was um, there was a, a boxer, Barry McGuigan. Oh, okay. Um, and I think his name is spelled like that. He was Irish. Oh. Don't, don't think, maybe these people were Irish before they went to southeastern Australia. Yeah. They might have been deported. Might maybe be. they were bad Irish people <laughs> who did something naughty back in the day and they, they were thrown away to... Uh... Did you say Brian? There was a Brian McGuigan. Yeah, yeah that's the founder lot. How interesting. It is. It's got to be them. Whoa. Is it the same one? Barry McGuigan? No, hang on. No. Oh, yeah. Brian. Oh, oh, Brian, Barry? No, sorry. He was Barry McGuigan. Oh, yeah, he's Brian. Oh, Brian. Yeah. I was going to say, Barry McGuigan gone off to make wine in Australia. So you have a nice 2016 Merlot vintage. Fantastic. Enjoying and it's, that. it's very tasty. It's very tasty. And it's a very hot afternoon. And uh, just right for a glass of uh, McGuigan's wine. We're not being sponsored, though. I'm so, hoping. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. Everybody's like, oh, well, it's the, they're, they're doing wine brands. So yeah. send them like a bottle of wine. Maybe they'll do the letter of our vineyard. That vineyard, yeah. There must be a, there must be wines all over the world that begin with every letter, I'm sure. There must be I, a, think, I think that's what we need to do. It will we be a mission. Aiming, we are, this is our mission. <laughs> It'll we're going to find them. We've got L's, we've got M's, so another 24 to go. And we can double yeah. back. I mean, we might decide there's another good M to go for in a, in a few weeks. You know, So we might revisit a letter, possibly once or twice. So the letter M, okay, so anything, I was going to say, I think a good thing to think about maybe, what, is there anything beginning with the letter M that you'd put in room 101? A bad, Ooh, a now, bad okay. thing, a bad, bad M, thing. a bad M, yeah. Oh jeez, uh, a bad M. Mm. Could be a person, or a movie, or an illness, um, a type of cheese. Um, an item of clothing, uh, anything, any M. See, now you just completely flummoxed me. There's too I many, aren't there? There's too many. Like, oh, no, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, what people? Go for people then. A person, a person, a bad M. Oh, bad M. You don't have to know them. I wonder if it is somebody you know. Do you want to get, get it off your chest? <laughs> I think if there's any M's I do know. Oh, no, I do, I do know a few Michaels. <laughs> Not that I want to put any of them in room 101. So Michael, no, no Michaels, no Michaels, no. No, 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 no Michaels. No Michaels, no. Um, okay, I'm such a fairly tolerant person. There's okay. There's nothing people, go on, what would you Well, I was going to say, just going with the M theme, is there a malaise that you'd put in there? Oh, ah, nice, yeah. nice. Malaise, what do you M-E, M-E, I hate M-E. M-E, good one, M-E, yes. Oh, yeah. Because I can't yeah. pronounce what it's properly called. No, I, I can't remember what it is now, um, Something, 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 something. Well, it's chronic yeah. fatigue syndrome. It is, isn't and it? And having yeah. had I mean, that, it's a horrible, it's horrible not nice. thing. Not it's nice. not nice. I would, no. yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I would put that in yeah. one. Yeah. And also, it still has a stigma. 
doesn't it? Because a lot does, of people think does. you're just making it up. You're, you're just being Trust lazy. Trust me, you're yeah, not. No, exactly. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. That Do they know what causes that? Mm. Are there any idea what causes them? I don't know. Because there's me. There, there's what the doctors say, and then there's me. And because I have access to certain scientific yeah. uh, literature, literature, I do go and do a lot of reading. I think there was one theory that it's um, the body is almost like permanently inflamed, so it's always thinking thinking it's under attack. Okay. When normal things happen, so like ex- for me, it was like exercise. It was okay. like, oh, we've done exercise, therefore it feels like you know yeah. this is bad. It's going to inflame everything. That was, I mean, me and the doctor came up with our little whacked out theory okay. as we do yeah as soon as they realize i'm a scientist <laughs> they're like oh let's talk um but yeah because i had a slip disc in my back yeah. and i was running on it and it was aggravating my sciatic nerve and yeah. it was causing inflammation the you know one of the theories was because every time i did exercise it was causing inflammation and yes. my body was seeing that as an attack as a viral attack okay that's why it developed okay whether that's true or not yeah i don't know yeah. the other thing is i was on heavy medication right. for the pain yeah. which was just sapping my energy yeah. but there's um, an medication have you got a favorite type of medication uh i do like my coproximal there you got another m um it's co- another m coproximal oh, this is micro so no. no not micro no, no not micro no micro coproximal Pro-pro- right um, okay a little bit of codeine a little bit of um paracetamol Works very well against my migraines. Does it? There Does we it go. We're good? going for migraines. the end. migraines. Migraines. You can put them in as well. There we go. Migraines yeah, migraines and Emmy. The yeah. two things I've had, and I definitely don't like. Fantastic. I've put. Bad things being with them. Um, well, I suppose keeping with a. I remember having mumps as a kid. Oh, okay. That was yeah. That wasn't very nice. I can't remember why. I just remember it wasn't very nice. Never had measles. Mm. I haven't done measles. I've done measles. Have you done measles? measles. Yeah. Didn't do mumps. No. So you got the MMR vaccine. Yeah, yeah, does yeah, it, yeah. Does it not cause autism? Well, this is one of the things, isn't it? There's rumours potentially. Um, I, I obviously, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I had vaccines against. Was it smallpox? Been out for years, hasn't it? I, I thought it was eradicated. Was that eradicated? I'm yeah, sure. so it was, was measles, mumps and rubella. Rubella, right. Measles, mumps, rubella. Now, when did that all become sort of like de rigueur? Because I obviously didn't have a mumps one. Uh, no, because I'd, ha- I'd had measles, so I didn't have the MMR. I just had the other two separately. Okay, right. So I was at primary school. Okay. Was it primary school or very early high school? Mm. So you're talking about, I don't know, maybe somewhere between the 8 and 11 mm. year mark. Mm. Um, but I think they started giving them... To them as babies okay. very young after okay. that right. which is where people are saying oh it helped it develops um autism okay and as somebody who's worked on autism mm. i would say probably not probably not okay. because from what i know of autism it starts like prenatally okay it's just a different yeah. way of the brain being wired right from what we understand of okay. it, or from what i understand of what i know of it okay that's good that's good. So it's not, it's not a <laughs> you heard it. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm just going to get shot down now. Your you know? children's autism will not be through the, uh, it's going to be through your genes, basically. It's going to be where you come from, basically. Blame it on your forebears. Oh, yeah, basically. or what you do during your pregnancy. Well, exactly. Or don't do. Or well, don't do. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? We don't know. We're still investigating. We don't know. Don't know. Yeah, so I'd put, I think I'd put things like mumps and measles in. The people, I don't know. Michael Bolton. Do you remember Michael Bolton? I can't remember what he sang, but he had a very terrible mullet. Wasn't he like in all the shows? And yeah, stuff? Didn't, yeah. There was something about him that I used to find quite unnerving. I think it was the hair. I think it was the hair, actually. Yeah, hair always it, gets it. Was, it was just so very, very flat and short on top of this huge mullet, and it was just. 
There's just something scary about it, actually. Yeah. Meatloaf's got scary hair as well. Meatloaf's, yeah, he has got scary hair, yeah. And I can't believe, well, I don't know, he must be dyed now, mustn't he? I can't believe it's still, you know, that sort of dark colour. Okay, here's a stupid question. Is he still alive? He is. He is, yeah. Um, Wasn't he ill? He was ill, right? I I think there's a few issues going on with him. Um, And I, you see, the interesting thing with Meatloaf, I always think, is, you know, did he, did he, become a singer after being an actor or was he all because I mean, he was in the Rocky Horror isn't he he's, he was he's he was, he was, he was Eddie, um, Eddie, Eddie. Yeah. and you sort of think well that was 75 and Bad Out, Bad Out of Hell wasn't until a few years after that and I think I can't remember exactly when Bad Out of Hell was, I think it was like 79 or something so he'd obviously you know gone from presumably doing musical theatre mm. then becoming a pop star later on and everybody know, now knows him as being you know a singer but I wonder whether that was his original you know, plan, or whether he sort of like wanted to be an actor and then got mm. sidelined down the big, you know, operatic type. Enough, type am thing. I right in thinking that now it's gone full circle and now there's a musical with the music from Meatloaf? Or have I completely? Uh, you know, you could know. I, I dare say, I should think that's possibly. Yeah, I think we have to fact check at that. Yeah, fact, fact. We can pause. Check. Should we pause for a fact check? check? Pause yeah, that. Pause yeah, pause that for fact check. There we go. We're back. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we found out. So it's true. It's true. <laughs> Enlighten people, Keely. It is a. <laughs> it's called the Bat Out of Hell musical. Of course it is. And uh, <laughs> it's basically a rock and roll uh, Romeo and Juliet because uh, there's this guy called Strat, Strat who is on the streets of a post-apocalyptic or oh, whatever that word. Apocalyptic. Thank yes, you. Yeah. World. Um, and he's ruled by the uh, Falco. Falco. And then Strat falls in love with Falco's daughter. Typically. Falcon's a dodgy do. 80s. Do you remember Falcon in the 80s? What no. from the Amadeus? Oh, what from the Amadeus? Yeah, yeah I remember that was song. Falcon. Falcon. Oh, yeah. I didn't realise. He's dead in real life, I think, though, so it can't oh, be here. Okay, cool. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, falls in love with his daughter, Raven, and he sets out to rescue her. He falls in love his... with his own daughter. Hang on. He, no, he, he falls, falls in love. No, Strat so, falls Strat's in love with Falcon's daughter, daughter, Raven. Right. And sets out to rescue her from what? Her exactly, dad. her dad. Her dad, obviously. Yeah. In a full throttle tale of a teenage love, youthful rebellion, and living the rock and roll. Fantastic, dream. brilliant to the music of Meatloaf. Yes, to the music of Meatloaf. Fantastic. And nice to know that I'm just not making things up anymore. That's brilliant. That is really cool. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, we've got an M there. There you go. There's Meatloaf. There's a there's Meatloaf an artist. and musicals. Art, and musicals. Favorite musical. Favorite musical. Um. Oh, now that's good. Let's see. I. I'm not adverse to musicals. I find some of them are the least musical things I've ever come across, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. But as a kid, I mean, I did always used to... Um, I suppose you introduce yourself to buy movies, aren't you? So I think My, My Fair Lady, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliver, I've always had a soft spot for. Um... Just so you know, we're not heavy breathing, it's the dark. <laughs> it's the dark. <laughs> I'm not getting that excited <laughs> at music. How'd you ask me doing, Kitty? <laughs> oh, deep breath, deep breath. Can't breathe. Deep breath. Um, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, exactly. Yes, thank you, Tammy. Yeah, you just tell it like it is. Yeah. Talking about musicals. Yeah. Do you like um, cats? Yes, that's a yes. Cats. Cats, I saw, I saw cats. Um, not that long ago actually, it's alright. It's, um, yeah, yeah, she's smooth, I just have, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've seen Les Mis, um, I saw that on the stage, and I wasn't that impressed. Mm, I yeah, wasn't no, that I impressed, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I, I do like, um, 
No, I mean, some sound of music. Sound of music, brilliant. I remember seeing sound of music as a kid. Like, in fact, the only popular, in inverted commas, music that we had in the house when I grew up. My mum had the Sound of Music uh, film soundtrack with Julie Andrews on the front, and my dad, from the had the Sound of Music Broadway soundtrack album. And I think that was virtually the only, you know, almost modernist music I remember being in our house growing up. Hmm. There's lots of classical stuff. Um, so I remember listening to the Sound of Music soundtrack quite a bit, just liking the songs. And I, li- I liked the movie as well. Um, but no, a lot of, a lot of modern, I'll say modern musicals, yeah, modern-ish music. I, yeah, They're no. kind of quite forgettable. So like Wicked, yeah. I, you saw I, Wicked I've seen Wicked, yeah, I've seen Wicked yeah, twice, and I yeah. love the storyline, I absolutely love the storyline, uh-huh. but the songs are instantly forgettable. I couldn't mm. sing any of them now. No. Whereas, no. like my exactly. favourite musical line, it's probably very cliche, but I love Phantom. There's something yeah, about Phantom. Good. Every time yeah. I go, yeah. there are, I have goose pimples, I can sing mm-hmm. along to all the songs, yeah. and I absolutely love it. Yeah. I've also really enjoyed Joseph. Yes. Technology. Yeah. And uh, I really like Guys and Dolls. I always remember that. My yeah. um, aunt put me when I was young to see that. And okay. really, I, that was very vibrant. Yeah. So I, I, I like yeah. vibrant stuff. I think oh, it's, it's funny you say that because I, I think taking it beyond just the, but staying with music, um, I find a lot of. The music always stays with me. I, I like I like a melody, mm. I like a tune, um, and I find that a lot of stuff doesn't necessarily have that these days. Whether that is a musical or even just pop music, and you know it might be to do with rhythm or beat or whatever. But there's something I think infectious about a melody um, mm. and, a, and a tune that you know you can like I say you can sing it back or it sticks with you. Um, and I find a lot of music, a lot of modern music doesn't necessarily tap into that anymore mm. actually you know um it's yeah it's one of the things i would sort of level against a lot of uh sort of art- artists who are apparently regarded as quite good singer songwriters and i'm sure they are but um i sort of think yeah but sing me a song <laughs> sing me a song you know Thank you. um so so a favorite would be for you, would be for you phantom yeah absolutely so three or four times and cats so andrew lord webber then What's your attitude about Andrew Lloyd Webber? I, I think he's I, I, I I hit and miss. Yeah, I think he's hit and miss. I think yeah. he's hit and miss. I've got more respect for him now than I used to. I remember as a kid, so not as a kid, maybe as a teenager, thinking, oh, he gets into everything. You know, but looking, I saw a documentary on him a while ago. I think like one of those Alan Yentob ones. And um, it was quite interesting the way, he, I didn't realise this, but his the early um, musicals that he did with Tim Rice, so like Abita and Jesus Christ, mm. um, and I think Joseph... They start off as albums. I didn't realise this because they didn't have the money mm. and they didn't quite have the name to start with a stage show. So they record them as albums. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so I think I think it was Evita, Joseph, and Jesus Christ Superstar. I think they were all recorded as cast albums. Yeah. And they sold really well. And then they got transferred into full-blown theatre reductions. It was an oh. inter- I, I never realised that. So I thought that's a really clever way of doing it. Yeah. You know, now obviously he'll he can write music and get it straight on, but at the time yeah, it but was sometimes they bomb. They bomb. Like the Phantom exactly. sequel bombed. I forgot there's a Phantom sequel. What was it called? I, I don't know, but I don't want to see it. No. I don't want to wreck the original. No, you wouldn't do it. No. Wouldn't do it. Would no. not do it at all. Didn't he die in the original? <laughs> No, he just no? disappeared. You Does he disappear? Know. Right, okay. He just okay. leaves behind his mask and you're never quite sure whether he's died or oh, okay. he's, you know, whatever. Right. They're all chasing him. It's a mob thing and they As think they've right. cornered okay. him and they just find the mask. And it's just, right, okay. Yeah. So he comes He might back. have died in the film. Right, but not in the sequel. 
Maybe it's a different fountain. It could be. It could be. There's more Christine than one fountain. Raul. Maybe it's just followed. I don't know what. It, I don't. I actually have no idea about it. I have no idea of the plot or anything. So. Well, I was going to say actually. I mean, the, the original because it was a novel, wasn't it? That fountain. It was. Yeah, it's based on oh, a novel see. originally, wasn't it? I think. Mm. Um, was that was that another Victor Hugo one? Fountain of the Opera. I'm trying to think. Did he? Well, on the modern one or the original? The was the original a novel? I'm sure it was. Or am I getting mixed up with The Hunchback of Notre Dame? Let's have a look. Okay. It's a few ago. I'll pause again. <laughs> right, yes, again, we pause and come back with um, some fantastic educational data. The Phantom of the Opera, not to be confused with The Phantom Menace, um, <laughs> which wasn't a novel. No. Nothing novel about it whatsoever. But anyway, The Phantom <laughs> of the Opera is a novel by the French writer Gaston Leroux, first published as a serialisation in La Gaulois. From the 23rd of September 1909 to the 8th of January 1910. It was published in volume form in late March 1910 by Pierre Lafitte. The novel is partly inspired by historical events at the Paris Opera during the 19th century. Come on, continue with the French accent. And, uh, and in a particular concerning the use of a former ballet pupil skeleton in Carmelia Bond's Weber's. <laughs> 1841 production of Deflations. Deflations! That's not French. <laughs> it has been successfully adapted into various stage and film adaptations. Most notable of which are the 1925 film depiction featuring Lon Chene and Andrew Lloyd Webber's 1986 musical. Which is Michael Crawford, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, yes, I'm only being on top of the pot. I thought that was funny growing up watching Frank Spencer on telly. Um, some others do have them, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. suddenly he was there on top of the pops, and I thought, what's he doing, silly? So I think that possibly took away a bit of the cachet for me because he's, yeah, this is silly, this is. But again, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Sometimes you can hear him singing nowadays. He's got a good voice. He's alright, actually. You know, at the time, some things you think that's not cool. That's not cool. No. And then later on, you think, yeah, that's alright. That's okay. You know, I, I can live with that. Yeah, that's good. So musicals, there we go. Musicals, okay. Um, Where now, do we go from here? I'm, M's. I'm thinking go Muppets. Muppets! The two, the, the two old geezers oh, in the theatre box. Yes, Statler and Waldorf, is it? Yeah, Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf, yeah. yes, yeah. So if you were going to be a Muppet, which Muppet do you reckon you'd be? Oh, God, you see, I... Kermit, I think, always has it bad, because he's always... Um, he, how has he, he has to put up with Miss Piggy, and he was always the compare, and people used to give him loads of hassle. Um, so I think I think Kermit's possibly a carjack arrest waiting to happen. Um, the band were always cool. See, I liked uh, Animal. Animal was fantastic. Animal was just just an animal, wasn't it? You know, yeah, it's just, yeah. he was fantastic. Yeah, on the drums, and it was it was Ralph on the piano, wasn't it? Yeah. Ralph was on the piano, and Doctor T. Fozzie was just the comedian, wasn't oh, okay. it? He, he used to do stand up. Yeah. Um, Dr. Teeth, I think was the guitarist, he had a gold tooth and a big hat. What was the band um, called? Something Mayhem? I think it might have been actually, yeah. In fact, let's, let's try and multitask here. I will keep talking. Yeah, keep as talking because I've completely forgot I to start the timer again after we pause. Don't worry, so. well, it can tell us here we've been doing 19 minutes 26 so far. It tells us across the top of our Because, you know, we don't want to bore people. No, no. Because we could write long hours. Muppet Band. Muppet um, Band. Muppet Band. Bands. The bands of the Muppets, Muppet band members, right? Okay. Celtic Mayhem. Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Well done. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
The five principal members of the Electric Mayhem from left to right, uh, you can't see this, but um, we've got Dr. Teeth, who is indeed a very toothy man. Um, Janice, that's it. Is Janice. that the one with the long hair? The long hair. Yeah. I always find her strangely attractive. And I think, how could you find a Muppet attractive? But there was something quite slinky about her, I remember. Okay, but enough. when you yeah, well, you, you know, yeah I'll go with that. Yeah. I fell in love with cartoon characters when I was young, so fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember having a conversation once with a friend of mine, Steve, who was very into comics, and he fell in love with my the psychic girl uh, as a as an eighteen or nineteen year old. And I remember having this conversation. He said, "Is it right that I fancy a, a pen and ink drawing?" And I think there was quite a big debate about it actually. I thought it was wrong. I thought it was very weird. Um, but it's a personality. It's a, thing, exactly, right? it's a personality thing. Yeah, yeah. So yes. yeah. Maybe a physical thing. Well, well yeah. Nothing but the the drawing. The, the drawing. Thing. Anyway, sorry. Maybe, you were it's going... an, maybe it's idealizing somebody as well. You know, yeah. there's something very psychological about it. I should think. So Jan's animal. Animal. Um, yes. Floyd Pepper. Oh, I forgot Floyd Pepper. No. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, Floyd Pepper. Um, Floyd Pepper just described me. He he had glasses. I forgot about him. Glasses and a guitar. I forgot oh, about him. Yeah. Yeah. Floyd. Oh no! Wait a minute. No no no. Sorry, Floyd. Yeah, Floyd Pepper. Yeah, and then Zoot. Zoot was the oh, saxophonist. Yeah. Yeah. Zoot. I remember Zoot. Yeah. So th- yeah, you're right. Well done. Mm. All they had past members as well. Clifton and Jim were past members. Wow. There's obviously it's a, a whole band. subgenre it's a of bands. They really you are proper bands. You know, they're either a complete and tight knit family, or yeah. they all absolutely hate each other and just. They've all got their own wikis as well. Janice is the lead guitar player in Electric Mayhem on The Muppet Show. Oh my god. Influences are Weezer. No, 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 you can't have Weezer as an influence. They came after, surely. Oh, I don't know, it's very strange. A modern influence? Because, you know, they've come back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Meet the rest of the cast. Oh, no, I'd be there forever. Yeah. Okay. So, Muppets, brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, Muppets. Fantastic. Another M. Another M. That's why we're still on the Muppets. Help me out here, because I can't remember. Yeah. Were Kermit and Miss Piggy ever married? Or were they Ooh, just dating? Um, so we've got the end for the marriage here. Yeah. Oh, my word. Now, that's a good point. I don't, well, she wasn't even dating because, I mean... No, I think I read something with Kermit, like an interview with Kermit. Uh-huh. And uh, I think I think they were only dating and now they're not dating. And now they're, and now dating. they're kind of, he's happy for her and... Because I always got the impression he was trying to fight her off. I think her sort of like passion was greater than his, wasn't it? Oh, obviously, until Um, you know he pissed her off, and now she's off because you know she's better than him. Do you have you got inside knowledge here, Kelly? No, no, not at all. (laughs) What happened? I'm just totally making this up in my head. (laughs) So. Okay, we'll, we'll talk and we'll talk on Google at the same time because this is a whole this is a whole new thing to me. I yeah, we should do this. We should do it. Did yeah. Kermit and did Miss Piggy get officially? Okay, well, I'm going to ask. Children you in Google. the flipping Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, you know, I forget. See, that actually, when it comes to the Muppets Christmas Carol, yeah. is it the Muppets playing out their life or is it the Muppets playing oh, the characters? I forget. I can't even remember. Because. Christmas Carol, you know, they're, they're playing Scrooge. Well, obviously, they're not playing Scrooge because um, Michael Caine? Yeah. Did Kermit and Miss Piggy get married? Didn't work. I was asking Google. I was just pick up my Isn't voice. Alexa. Alexa. Well, th- yeah, I've got Android. This is Android. Oh, I, yes, I yeah, Android. I was going. Yeah. Okay, Google. You're supposed to say okay, Google oh, first. Oh yes, of course. I've got that. Oh, oh, I just had to go to mine. That's all right. Um. Hello. This is the definition of intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. 
excellent, brilliant. Did the word intercourse leave our lips? I don't I think so. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> you went, oh, oh, maybe I thought she's having intercourse. <laughs> she's having an orgasm. Clever Google. Oh my gosh. I am never doing that again. Never in my entire life. Oh my lord. What is the de- actually what is the definition of intercourse? Carry, might as well carry it on. Oh I know I, I cancelled it. Oh, okay, that's, yeah. I'm scared of it. I'm, that's alright. I've got my new laptop's talking to me. I opened up and went, Good morning. I'm like, this is Cortana. I'm like, what the hell? Cortana's great, yeah. Oh my god, it freaked you can get to impressions. Get to impressions for you. She'll tell you a joke, Cortana. Seriously, I'm scared yeah. of my new laptop. Oh, it's good. It's good. Jeez. Cortana's very funny, actually. Hey, Cortana, tell me a joke. Anyway, yeah, oh, just try to get. Oh, hang on. So, Miss okay. Piggy. Oh. Well, okay. Miss Piggy and Kermit Mary. Okay. okay, Google. Listening. Uh, were Miss Piggy and Kermit married? It's giving you a definition of listening. <laughs> it just picked up on that one word. <laughs> I never said listening. You said listening. Okay, Google. Were Kermit and Miss Piggy <laughs> married? <laughs> it's got words. Oh my god. Oh! No, that's the woman behind Miss Piggy. Hang on. <laughs> the woman behind Miss no, Piggy. No, and now I've gone on to flipping you go like with work permits. <laughs> It's Miss Piggy illegal. Miss Piggy is American Gothic. What? I have no idea. I think you found the dog webkey. Oh my <laughs> Put life. it down. Step God, away this, from the this, dark web. This could be a whole podcast, or, you know, podcast itself. Dark let's, web. See, let's see what the heck OK Google does. Yeah, OK Google. Oh no, it's doing it again. Is there Muppet porn? Oh, there's Muppet porn. Muppet. Muppet. was actually in it. Oh. Oh, the fun you can have with this. Oh my life. Let's one more time then. Okay, one I'll more be, time. I'll be quiet, I'll be quiet. Okay. <clears throat> okay, Google. Kermit the Frog married... According to Wikipedia, <laughs> Kermit the Frog is a Muppet character in Jim Henson's most well-known creation. Right, hang on. There's a Wikipedia. Let's see if it's got... Um, it's, yeah, it's got we'll under a significant others. A significant other? Oh, he's got more than one, has he? Yeah, apparently He's so. putting it about. Naughty frog. Hang on, hang on. Voice by hang on. Jim. Oh, wait. Actually, Jim Henderson did his voice. Hen- Henson. Henson. Henderson. Bless you, Tommy. The dog's cocaine habit. Uh, species frog. Species. No. Chicken <laughs> family. Robin, Robin the nephew. He was the nephew, frog. wasn't he? Yeah. Significant others. Miss Piggy, 1976 to present. Oh, okay. So it doesn't say they were married, no, but... Career. Career. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I think no. that might have to be a mystery. Yeah. Some people say some people might think they're married, and some people like that. And what does that remind you of? Because <laughs> <laughs> my mind's looped like this. God, what does it remind you? Mandela effect. Mandela effect. I know you love the Mandela effect, so we have yeah. to talk that about thing that. Nothing is with them, of course it, it does. does. It oh, does. I you have to. Yeah. Explain to the listeners oh, what Mandela effect actually yeah. is. Now this is something I find quite fascinating because I. I, I can't remember where I came across it. I just remember hearing or seeing or reading about it a couple of years ago. And the idea is that a lot of people seem to remember um, Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s. 
Um, when of course in reality he, he was in prison in the 80s but was then released in the I think, 1990s, early 90s mm-hmm. um, and then lived until six, seven years ago. Um, but some people have a very vivid recollection of Mandela dying in prison. Um, and then it goes beyond that because other people reminisce or remember certain movies or TV shows or events that happened um, but reality has said otherwise. Um, the thing that really sticks in my mind and proves to me that it's, this could be the case, um, and there's lots of theories as to what it is. Some people think it's to do with the, the Hadron Collider, um, possibly altering reality, the fabric of reality. Um, other people, there's lots of ideas. Some people think it might be something to do with, you know, just um, mind-altering hallucinogens in the atmosphere or whatever. But um, the thing that sticks with me is... I remember seeing the James Bond movie Moonraker when it first came out, which was 1979, and the character Jaws, who's in that... <gasps> God, the wine! That was very good. That was good. I wish that had been on camera. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the dog. Here's the dog. <laughs> So the Moonraker. Um, Jaws. Jaws, bad guy, bad henchman, metal teeth. Yes. And there's a scene where they have a fight, he and James Bond on uh, a cable car, on cable cars. Bond escapes and Jaws' cable car is hurtling down, about to crash into the cable car housing because it's out of control. And it does crash and Jaws is in all this wreckage and this young blonde girl comes to help him out of the wreckage. She's very tiny, he's very tall, I mean the actor is over seven foot in real life. And this girl, who's probably all of five foot, comes to rescue him, tears all the rubble off him, pulls him up. He smiles at her, showing his big metal teeth. And she looks up at him, smiles, and she has braces. Now, I vividly recall that. And that was the joke. There's this big monster of a guy with metal teeth being rescued by this little blonde thing who also has metal teeth. She's got braces. That does sound familiar, yes. Now, I saw that four or five times in the cinema. Mm -hmm. Um... Because I remember seeing it, I was about eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the next year or so, they'd often show James Bond double bills in the holidays. So I, I saw it four or five times in a year in yeah. the cinema. And that has always stuck with me. I will challenge anybody now to find a copy of Moonraker, whether that's shown on TV, a DVD, a Blu-ray, a video, whatever, that has her. And her name was, um, was it Holly? I think her name was Holly. Um, I think the characters are called Holly. Uh, nowhere does she appear with braces now. She smiles and her teeth are normal. And the filmmakers say, no, her teeth are always normal. And reality says she never had braces. But that would have been but the perfect thing for her to have braces. Exactly, and, and that's the joke. That was a bit of a You know, thing. you've got little and large, but the thing that brings them together, they've both got metal teeth. Yeah. Nowhere at all is there a picture of her with braces. And yet, ironically... A lot of people do remember her with braces, and there are some James Bond websites that were sort of started in the early to mid 90s when the internet was just taking off, giving character descriptions. There are one or two that still list um, Holly as being a uh, blonde girl with glasses and braces. So they, uh, there's, a, there's a name for this. They, they, they say the idea is that some things have filtered through um, from one reality to another. So. You might find little so alter, sort of like, alternate yeah, reality yeah, she did in, yeah, in hours yeah, or in yeah, hours she did exactly. but it's all filtered and through, that filtered through the, yeah um so that to me is it really proves it to me because i vividly recall that 
Yeah, um, and, and that maybe that uh, explains why some people remember the same incident differently. Differently, precisely, exactly. Because, you know, I've had some yes. dingers of an argument with my mother and some about things. She'll, and say, and something she'll say something different. She'll say something different. I'm like, no, 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 it really happened this way. But I did think about this. Um, I think it was, it was a few weeks ago with the, mm-hmm. the Trump. Yeah. When he was, what he meant to say in Russia and didn't want Yes, yeah. This is my thing. Do I, I'll ask you this, because, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I was thinking... Is the Mandela effect yeah. going to become more frequent? Frequent. God, I've only had one glass. Um, can't speak. <laughs> it's more frequent. frequent. Now we've got the internet and fake news. Because well, one people yeah. are going to remember the fake news. One people are going to remember the true the news. The truth, yeah. And is that a factor of this? It's possible. I mean, I think memory is a subjective thing, isn't it? I mean, we all, we all remember things slightly differently. Um even within a minute or two of something happening, we'll have different recollections. Oh, seriously. You know? um, so I think there's, I think there has to be an element of human error coming into things, um, and how we perceive something being different from person to person, and also mm-hmm. your attitude to something. I suppose if you go in with a preconceived notion to say a politician, then you're going to come out with a view of something that might be different to somebody else who mm-hmm. starts with a different view. Yeah. Um, but I, I suppose that's a deep question. What you can sort of like say, what what is reality? You know, what how do we perceive things? I mean, I find it interesting. So looking out, um, we're here looking out at my back garden, and there's a fair bit of greenery. So I often thought I can say you and I will both say leaves are green. Yeah, yeah. We know that everyone says leaves are green, but I often think, what if what is green in my eyes is blue in yours? Isn't that? No, 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 because to me, we both say they're green. Okay, yeah, I would say they're green. Okay, and we, we both agree, but, but what if your green is not my green? I say that's a healthy green. <laughs> yeah, but what I mean is, what what about... Okay, okay. yeah, shading so, maybe, or like turquoise is a blue is a green. Yeah, no, but no, no, deeper than that, what, what, what would happen, say, what equates as green in your eyes is actually what is red in my eyes. It's the way. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm, kind I'm, of. I'm, kind of. So, kind of. Okay. So, uh, to me, that still sounds like colorblindness. But carry on. Yeah, but no. Oh, hang on. But how we perceive something. If, if say your perception of red yeah. is my perception of green, but we give it the same names. You know what like I mean? Like the thing is on the internet right now. There's been several things that people have posted like dress or shoes, and people are like, oh, that's gold, and people are like, no, it's green. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the the visual illusions where they say you're seeing the wine glasses or somebody's face. Yes, it's the way your your brain. Yeah, but I, I I think I'm trying to say it's very hard to describe. Going one step further, so there's no dispute that you know this this wine bottle is green, those leaves are green, that computer is blue. Now we both agree with those words. I agree. Yeah. Yes, that the words. But what but I see as green is not exactly the same as what I you see, see yes. as green. Yes, what I see as green might be what you see as red, but we, we both give it the name green. Okay. That, no, I get. I do so get, where yes. I get where you're coming so, from. I have no idea how we'd prove that. I know we couldn't, but that's uh, just the nature of perception. I mean, that's the thing. But I, you know, taking it to its nth degree, do we all perceive things in, in slightly different, different ways, ways, even though we give it the same? Yeah, so we yeah. give it the same okay, name. Okay, I see yeah. where you come from. I think, oh my gosh, that is should... that is one for yeah. Is that one? I don't know, it's a bit weird, isn't it? But I've thought that. I've thought it once or twice. You know, the, the nature of perception. How would green prove that? Yeah. So oh, we can nice agree on something. Yes. We can agree on what a name that we give to something. Say a colour. 
or um, you know a blue sky but whether we are not even just subtle hues or something but whether actually they are totally different varieties of colour in different people's eyes mm. so the nature of reality which yeah reality is such a weird thing it is a weird thing but I I'm open to the idea that you know I think we I suppose these days we're very I suppose we are very scientific, you know, where we, we feel as though everything has to have an explanation. Um, and when something can't be explained, maybe that's sometimes when things get, you know, cast as weird or odd or unscientific. But, you know, maybe maybe we should be more open to these things because I think there's a oh, lot yeah, of things definitely. we don't understand. Really. See, I don't understand um, closed-minded scientists. You should be really open to everything, every kind of possibility because, you know, that that is hmm. essential. Yeah. Um, mad yeah. science, mad, go, mad science. science. Oh, I'm mad the queen science. of mad science. Oh, like, mad science. Yeah. yeah, I've got so many whacked out theories. I just don't know how to prove them. I have no idea how to write them as a grant, and I have no idea how they'll get funded. Heck, I, even my sensible ideas don't get funded. But what is interesting, I think, because when you talk about the mad theories, I wouldn't say they are mad because you're coming at it from a from a scientist's point of view as well, really. Okay. <laughs> a lot of the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, apart from you know, obviously, sometimes when you've you've just sort of like obviously you know been been out somewhere and um, when we've had a few bottles, yeah, yeah, and you sort of try to talk to cats and things like that. But I mean, that was you that was talking to the cats. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I was just joining. I was ha- I was standing there with the open wine bottle going, and Nick is talking to a random cat. Oh, we'll go with that. It's fine. But you do come, yeah. You know, I think you do come at things from a science scientist's point of view. So you, even though an idea might be potentially random or you know sort of like not sort of like the norm, mm. uh, I the thing is you you come at it from a scientific point of view. So you you have an interesting idea about you've got possibly a sort of like an idea about something or a proposition, but then you would like to test it. You know, yes, um, I would like to test it. I just half the time I don't know how. So. I must that we might know. We talked about something a few weeks ago, and I, I was fascinated because you there wasn't. Oh, this was on the last one, but we kind of cut it out because we thought we get slandered and sued for something we've been saying. Yeah, was that what we, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was it? Because I was. It was about really, consciousness and Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's or Alzheimer's and that's dementia. It, that's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. not going to go any further on that because I'm, really I'm, I, I, I'm currently got a few grants in. Okay. I can't get funded, so, so I don't okay. want to get. I don't okay. want to get. Not but, that people will listen to this. Well, you never know. know. You never but, know. But I, but that's the interesting thing because I think because you have that scientific background and training, I think it informs you. So it's, you're not just coming at it from a pie in the sky abstract point of view from something you don't know what you're talking about. You are coming at it from an interesting scientific view. Um, which I think is the best of both worlds, kind of okay, thing, because you've you. got the imagination to yeah. think something like that, but it comes from the nice reality and the nice grounding of scientific and medicinal training, you know. Yeah. So I think I think that's interesting because I think that's the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's the nicest you know. thing. So, so as a female scientist, uh-huh. I've come under scrutiny yes. for being a scientist, yeah. and I always remember in my final year of my undergrad. I was doing my project and my supervisor said to me, there is no way you'll manage to get a PhD because okay. you're a woman. Right. And okay. it was because women are too emotional and illogical in their thinking to be able to do a logical thing like science. Did he actually say that? He did, he did, he did. He absolutely said that. Um, Good and I was, me, 
hmm. for everyone who knows me. I am a determined lady. Determined. Or stubborn, as most people call it. <laughs> uh, and I was like, well, screw you. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting myself a PhD now. But that's, that's just such a sexist thing. That's probably not the best way to go about getting a PhD, but there we go. But that's terrible. Miso- misogyny. misogyny. There you go. Me misogyny. Too movement. Me Too. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I do have issues with the Me Too movement. As a woman, yeah. I. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I, yeah. But go on. As, as a woman, um, mm. obviously. Yeah. As a woman in science, woman, it's very. It, yeah. there, is, there is a male bias. Yeah. There is the white male yeah. bias right. in science and okay. i think it's slowly changing mm. and i think uh for females in biology mm-hmm. it's um moving a lot quicker than say things like engineering chemistry yeah. and physics yeah okay but there is still the old boys network yes. yeah um and um you do get a lot of men telling you how it is when you know how it is or yeah. it, it's 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 moving it's improving yeah. um and i think it's just Oh, see this I'm a, I'm a, such on the fence with this because as a woman I do feel like I am downplayed because you're a woman we'd yeah. rather give grant money to a man, a man because they yeah. can do it they're logical whatever mm. whatever the reasons mm. but I also feel sorry for men mm. because I, mean, I don't know I kind of half plan this to be if we ever did the ease and equality yeah but I do feel sorry for men because women are now like we're capable people yeah. and we are yeah rightly so yeah um, we can do the same jobs as men can, mm-hmm. uh, even physical jobs to a degree. Yeah, we will always yeah. be slightly less, I yeah. think, the average woman. I mean, obviously, you get women that are really strong and can outdo any men. Yeah, I mean, that's so on yeah, average, just on basic, average. Yeah, basic biology, I suppose. Um, yes, but biology. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, with laborious jobs becoming less and less, mm. and mm. more technical jobs mm. coming, I think. Mm. A woman can do the job sitting at a computer as well as any man can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so men as being the breadwinners mm. are now losing the role as being breadwinners. Yes, yeah. And I think yeah. they're becoming very lost where women are being empowered. I would um, agree with that. And I think yeah. I think there's I the imbalance. Yeah. Um, yeah. But especially when women will always have, well, I say always mm. in the foreseeable future, shall we say, mm-hmm. we will always have the power of we are the ones that procreate. Well, I know we need yeah. men, but yeah. we no, are we exactly. are anatomically we are yeah. the only ones that can have children. Yeah. So we yeah. will always have that special role, yeah. and we can do all the stuff that men has. Yeah. What yeah. is the point of men? Yeah, yeah. And especially when it's thirty-five KB that <laughs> yeah. makes you a man. What is the point it's, of men? It's, it's exactly. one chromosome that makes you a man, and it's thirty-five KB that makes you a man. Um, the default is female, but you know, I do feel sorry, and I yeah. do. Yeah. I know it's been a male-dominated. World, world for yeah. so long yeah, 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 and in yeah. uh, like the yeah. the most recent thing in the news is about this um game that they've been doing um sequest for dementia okay yeah and yeah. it's all about navigation okay and they're they're actually saying that men are better than females in navigating but only in the countries where there is inequality between those sexes interesting okay and okay. so it's more to do with cultural Culture. things than, yeah. than that yeah yeah um uh Forget my point, but it's all mixed up no, with the, the Me yeah. Too movement exactly. and misogyny and that kind yeah. of thing. As in, I do feel sorry for men because yeah. I think they're losing their power. Mm. So I think there is a thing, but at the same time, I actually know the Me Too movement is quite um, separate in in some cases because that is where men have been detrimental to women in a sexual nature. Yeah, yeah. But then I also have issues with that because uh, we've had this discussion at yeah. length as in the fact of well, what is detrimental? Is it banter? 
because I've had men have yes. banter with me. It's yeah. banter to them. It's yeah. fun to me. It's yeah. hurt me, but yeah. they've seen it as exactly. banter. Seen it as ban- and yeah. I don't think yeah. that is the same as a man completely using his power to sexually do- dominate. Yeah, dominate. Yeah. Exactly. I'm in a, I'm yeah. a position of power. If you yes. want this, you're yeah. going to have Precisely. to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And that is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. I've always had issues with it. It's, I mean, this is it. there's no two ways about. But um, I do feel sorry for men. Yeah, I, I, bad. I no, because it's no, because I'm like, I, well, I can, I as a man who has grown up in, I suppose, an age where it is more enlightened, um, it is difficult to know what your place is sometimes. Yeah, because um, you're not the breadwinners anymore. No, we're not. This is it exactly. Anymore. It's all more about equality. It's about and equality. Care of each um, other. And as and just from a. Actually, not just a personal point of view, because I have had this discussion with male friends of mine. Um, there is an element where women do still want to see you as the protector. Yes, I, I mean, yeah, no, I would um, say that, yeah. Which I think is possibly, I think it's possibly hardwired into men. I think there is this element of, you know, men wanting to be protective and, you know, being, um, I suppose, the hunter-gatherer to a certain mm. extent. Um but I also know how difficult that can be because there are other times when um, you don't know what your role is in yeah. something. Yeah. You know, and um, I, yeah, I, I think I, the, the whole notion of I think equality for men, women, jobs, whatever, I think is wonderful. Um, and I don't think there's any, I personally, I can't see any reason why you should ever use your sexuality or gender as a trump card you know no, for whatever not, whatever no. point. but i i can understand i think there are there's still an awful lot of misconceptions about what we are expected to be as men and women um and yeah speaking as, as a guy who's grown up in you know seeing lots of changes i suppose really um in the way people treat each other mm. um yeah it can be confusing it can yeah. be because you're as a man, you're wanted, or we're told now to show more of our emotions and not put up, you know, too much of a front, or you know, don't be, mm, don't no, be false. Yeah. Um, but there is also an element where, you know, you can be seen to be too weak, or yeah, and I think you know, I think it's um, so difficult, and I think yeah. um, I don't know whether women can help by stating what they want. I mean, for me, hmm. I want to be seen as capability. Yeah. I want yeah. to be seen as an equal. As an equal. Exactly. I will always admit that the man will always be stronger than I am. Yeah. Physically stronger. Physically because, strong. yes. you know, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not a well-built no. lady. Yeah. I am... Yeah. <laughs> I like to think I could take myself, but having been mugged and knowing that I can't yeah. look after myself. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I might know how to throw a punch, mm. but uh, my punch and a guy's punch is completely different. Yeah. Um, so, in a, in a job market thing, I want mm. to be an equal. Yeah. Um, sometimes it, someone's always going to earn more than the other mm. but if you're equally putting in to the household the mm. finances or whatever or yeah. a percentage or whatever yeah. um, you know it's equal Yeah. however as a woman and the fact that I still feel vulnerable in yes. this world yeah. I would like my male my partner yeah. um, to, protect to protect me to protect yeah. you don't have yeah. to look after me no, and no. provide for no, exactly. me protect me well I think it's an interest isn't it because I think if you take it and again you, you'll probably know this being you know with your background in genetics and but I suppose that the baseline or the bottom line is obviously men are looking for women who are potentially going to be reproductive or motherly Oh yeah, you lost out with me. Yeah, but but but, but no, but going, I was going to go say going beyond that. I mean, also, and then women are looking for men who will 
have a strong gene pool. Now, yeah, but, but you take yeah. that, but you see, but, but then you can take that to the next step. So, in a sense, again, it is that is a man who you know has strong values. That's the other thing, isn't it? Yeah. And for the, on the woman's on the woman's side of thing, I think men do want women to be feminine in the sense that I think women are good at being nurturers. You know. Okay. Yes, we are. Uh, yeah, because yeah, the thing is, I'm, you know, I don't um, have a mater- I, I, I'm the first to say I yeah, don't have a maternal yeah, 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 instinct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thought of having a baby and yes, something completely different yeah. freaks me out. Yeah. Freaks me out no end. But the nurturing thing. Exactly. You give me an 18-year-old or a 21-year-old that comes exactly. into my yeah, my lectures exactly. yeah. or into my lab. Yeah. And it's just like you're here because you're interested in what we do. Yeah. yeah. You're interested in this thing. I'm going to nurture you to yeah. try and be the best scientist exactly. I can make you to exactly. be. Yeah. Yeah. or the best thinker or whatever yeah. it is yeah so a nurturing point of view mm. yes i think women have that yeah. i don't say that men can't no but i think we do have that yeah yeah um i, I, I see yeah going i mean I'm, that i use that as a very sort of you know black and white but i was just taking it to its logical i think what scares men or can scare men is not obviously wanting women to you know, be in positions of authority, but when women lose their femininity, I think that can be quite scary. Oh, yes. yeah. But so, I, yeah. Because uh, you, you can oh, see a woman. That's me saying. Pause. No, no, no. It's yeah. just me saying. Oh no, I'm going to stop well, it. Forty-eight minutes. We can take it to an hour because <laughs> this is quite interesting. Yeah. No. This. Is, yeah. Let's go for this. Let's, let's go. Let's go for an hour because I, I I find this whole thing quite fascinating. Yeah. My, it, my phone's just doing random stuff. Just just ignore it. Carry on. So I I think. I mean, so, yeah, obviously you can take it to the strict biological value of, you know, men, women looking to procreate and carry on the gene pool, blah, blah, blah. But I think it does go deeper than that because I, as a man, I think um, I I love to see women who can think for themselves and talk for themselves and, you know, aren't put upon or looked down on. Um, but I also like femininity. You know, I, there's, yeah. I, I like a woman who can be naturally feminine but i and it can be scary i think some I, what i find scary is the women who feel so they have to block that off and i you know you and can, i feel sad for them because exactly yeah I'm, yeah I, know, I think one of the greatest well parts of being a woman is the fact that you can dress up mm. you yes, can put exactly. the makeup on you can put the exactly. nice dress on yeah. the nice yeah. outfit yeah. and you can i mean no disrespect to men but jeans and t-shirts yeah jeans and shirts Men don't, have, men don't have. You don't have the full spectrum. No, as we, we do. don't. We don't. And no, we have a no. massive spectrum, yeah, all the way yeah. from in our PJs mm-hmm. to flipping ball. ball exactly. Down. Exactly. And I love having yeah. that spectrum. Yeah. And yeah, you exactly. know, you catch me in whatever mood yeah, I'm yeah, in, yeah, 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 and yeah, I'm yeah. like, I could be yeah. like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to be in my bed. But it's also, it's a, I think women are in a sense lucky because they get more interesting bodies. I think because <laughs> they are there, aren't they? Seriously, because you know, women have more curves and and they have clothes. I know, I've met a few men with some curves. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know, but I mean, I think generally, you know, men men are sort of like not given the same sort of range of clothing. No, you, don't. you, um, you, no, you seriously don't. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, we can express ourselves to, in so exactly. many different ways. You can accentuate whatever it is, whether you're more of a, a leg girl or a thigh girl, you can show that off. You know, yeah. men tend to be 
generally fits a pattern, really. You do, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, you, on the you whole, seriously, on the whole, do. you know, whereas... Um, okay, because, yeah. I mean, you know me, you've known me for years now, so you know I can be all the way down from casual, yeah. all the way up to exactly. I'm fully dressed Precisely. up in makeup, Precisely. and everything in between, yeah. and I love yeah. having that range, I yeah. love having that ability, ability. to express yeah. myself of whatever mood I'm in. I can mm. be girly, I can be goth, yeah. I can be rock, I can yeah. be punk, um, and... Yeah. I mean, I know guys can have that, but it's just, it doesn't seem to the same degree. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is, really. Um, I think it's, yeah, I mean, it, I suppose, it, actually, the other interesting thing, if you think about men's fashion, probably hasn't changed for 200-odd years now. Shirt and tie. It's what it's come down to since Victorian yeah, times. it's just really, like the, the, the size um, of the flare. Size of, yeah, precisely. The size of the collars changes, the lapels on the suit, but... but the they yeah. say the same, whereas I suppose if you look at yes, women's so fashion, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, for goodness yeah. sake, if we compared our wardrobes, oh, yeah, mine's got to yeah. be at least five times the size of yours, yeah, precisely. And I've yeah. still got more outfits, exactly, <laughs> and more colors. I oh, know, yeah, seriously, you know, I was discussing this. My mum's birthday is coming up in the next year, and she was like, Oh, what do you want to do? We could do this, and I was like, Do you know what, mum? I've got a real bad urge to go on a spending, spending spree and buy spree. loads of new clothes. She's yeah. like, Oh, such a great idea. <laughs> clothes that I've been wearing for 20 years yeah, yeah. thankfully I can still get in them uh, but you know it's like it's it's that kind of thing I've yeah. so many clothes and exactly, there's still yeah. more yes exactly because there's still yeah. new styles new yeah. colours yeah, yeah 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 and yeah guys don't have they that they don't have but see I love that because I think I, lo- I love women being able to be feminine I think I think it's wonderful I think femininity is actually a wonderful thing I like honest, femininity you know, yeah. and, you know um, um I don't know, femininity, feminist, I, I, it's, for me they're the same word, but mm. apparently they're very different. So you, you see, you think of feminist and yeah. you think of the butch girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trousers, t-shirts, yeah. not showing off their exactly. sexuality. Sexuality, yeah, 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 yeah. But for me, femininity and feminist is just having that ability to choose. And I think that's that should be what it is. I think that's real. I what embrace your embrace yeah curves. precisely. I think embrace so. the fact that you can yeah. dress up pretty, but yeah. you know if Make you don't feel like it, it, no, exactly. Jeans and t-shirt day. I mean the the thing going back to the idea of us saying it, I, I I can find it quite scary. I I think there was the elements, and I think this was probably big in the eighties where you know women were subtly you got archetypal images of a woman being quite bitchy, um, you know, to get her way in a man's world, and I I think that can be manipulated somewhat but I also think it can be true and I, I have worked for I've had female supervisors who you sort of think you're being you're trying too hard there or you're 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 putting on too much you're trying to be too much of a man actually I've, I've worked with yeah. women who have been been trying to be too masculine this is a big debate work. in science with um, women in science yeah. at the moment yeah so if we go in there trying to be a man yeah we are perceived as being aggressive, and I think we do possibly come off as aggressive. Some people do, uh, yeah, I uh, think so. Men I come off so. as strong and confident. Yes. And, but yeah. I think it's because we haven't... Mm, see, I'm going to get shot here. I'm not sure whether we've mastered it. Because must, yeah, when yeah. we get... When we want something, mm. and this is maybe something about our emotions, we are, we're, if we really want something, we're emotionally Emo- invested. Yes. Whereas men, yeah. I'm not sure emotional investment is the same. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I can agree I, yeah. with that. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure yeah, it's the yeah. same thing that invests you. Mm. And so, because we're emotionally invest, invested, yeah. it comes off as aggressive. Okay, yes. Even though, really, it's like, man going, I don't know where man's confidence or something, but it's like, yeah, I deserve a pay rise because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. yeah Women yeah. go in, I deserve a pay rise because of X, go, uh, 
going to uh, X, Y, and Z. Mm. So in the man scenario, they're like, well, do you really think so? Yes. And, like, yeah. and, and they can most, I don't know, it's something about men, and they go, yes. Yeah. Where somebody goes, do you think so, to a woman, I think we're immediately on the defensive. Okay. Yeah. And that's yeah. when we start showing our emotion. Okay. Well, yeah. And yeah. maybe yeah. I'm just talking no. from my personal thing. Is as no, soon as no, somebody criticizes right. yes. me, yeah. Yeah. the logic goes yeah. and it's the emotion comes in. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether that's the difference between men and women because men can just go, yes, but, you know, we can, I don't know whether men can just take, have the ability. And I think this is extraordinary for men. And I mm. love it in men mm. is almost to be able to box the emotion because i'm sure you have the same emotion or you oh, yeah. have emotion yeah. but you're yeah. able to almost box it yes mm. I, yeah i know what you mean i know what you mean i think but i think i think it's a double-edged sword isn't it because i think there's no i don't think there's any issue i, I don't think there's any problem with women being able to show their emotion i, I think that's potentially I, I think it's very truthful Actually, I like it. I yeah, actually, it, uh, sometimes it freaks me yeah. out, but I like it when men show emotion. I oh, like yeah. it when men cry. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I'm not proud to say, but I've made men cry. <laughs> um, but I like it because it actually shows that there's something beneath, beneath. the mask. Exactly. And yeah. mas- I think masculinity is a mask. It is a mask. Oh, it is a mask. Uh, but again, this ties into going back to what we start. You see, as a guy who's grown up in these modern times, I, I have gone through times where I've not known what is masculinity because there are times where called being masculine, yeah. but other times we're told that we're being too masculine, you know. So, you know, and it, and it's and again, I mean, there is this confusion. Like it's going to be the same for girls, isn't it? You know, yeah. you're being too hard there, or you're being too feminine there, or you're being too, you know, t- you're too much of a girl. And you know, these are these labels that we haven't quite sorted out yet. I no, don't think, I don't know. Know. I'm such a hatred. I have such a hatred for labels anyway. It's terrible, but we still want them. That's the trouble, isn't it? We still feel as though we have to have it's them. It's safer. It's safer, yeah. You've got, if you've got yeah. something to label, I think exactly. that there's a safety around And we know it. we've changed. We know the labels that we have now are not the labels, say, our parents' generations had. Um, or even, you know, the, the, the labels that were there as we were growing up. We know those labels have changed. But they still haven't quite been defined. There's still no definition, is there, about how you can be a man and yet still be emotional and vulnerable, and how you can still be a woman, caring and loving, but still not be a pushover and still have a right mm. to have your own say. I think this is—it's very difficult. That there's no nobody's quite sorted it out yet have they no so, you know, see part of me um, was like would be like let's get rid of the labels let's get rid of our exactly. men and women labels yeah, yeah. however we are anatomically, anatomically. Different. different we are different yeah precisely. so we yeah. can't be yeah. the same because no. we are anatomically exactly. different yeah. um so we can't have the same umbrella term no. oh um, well we do have the same umbrella term as human mm. but then we've got male and female mm. but i think the divide the division between that is too large yeah it is yeah and there needs to yeah. be and especially in this more fluid world where gender is very fluid mm. um it almost needs and um, for for people who don't know how i think i'm now thinking venn diagrams and if you don't understand what a venn diagram it's like bubbles or circles that kind of um overlap each other and I'm thinking that we've got Google it. Google it. <laughs> Google, yes, Google it. Google Honestly, <laughs> I swear, it's it's the first words I say to my my students. Think it's like flipping Google it. Google it. Because everything I do, I have to Google it. Google it. Um, but I think gender now is very very fluid. It is. It is. 
and yeah. I think there's a very yeah. much overlapping thing and mm. human race is almost the embodiment but there are divisions within it and um, yeah but I don't think we're that dissimilar I think the, maybe the atomical thing is the only thing yeah. that separates men and women. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. I, I think, think personality, yeah. equality, our capability of doing stuff yeah. is purely down to the physical. Physical, yeah, yeah. Um, that's nice. Actually, that's nice. Looking at it, I like that. I think we have actually. to accept yeah. that. Yeah, because we need to. Yeah, we need to recognise a common humanity. It's like the yin and yang. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. I mean, I think you know, there's everybody. Well, yeah, on a base level, everybody has the capacity to feel and experience the same emotions, don't they? We all have the capability to to love or hate something um, and to be upset by something or scared of something or angered by something. That, that is true across everybody. Um, and that's, I, th- I think maybe that's what we should recognise in each other, you know, uh, mm. and not be scared of showing to another, but not, not to be scared to show... Your, your love or your fear or your or your anger I mean you know the anger yeah. is an emotion that I think people are scared of I think righteous anger is fine I think it's okay to yeah, be yeah and it doesn't need and to be like in women it's you know, deemed as psycho in men it's deemed as manly man, yeah but I think it needs to be equal and it's where it comes from and how it's manifested yeah. I mean I think I think yeah, this is yeah. again it's labelled we, we put the trouble is also and again speaking personally that there are times when you feel as though you have to present a certain image in different scenarios so there are no times I agree where, I agree you know and I'm sure you understand that yeah sometimes you have to appear more masculine in some circumstances other times you're being called to be more understanding understanding when you don't want to and you, you want to bash yeah. their faces in. you know and it's, it's <laughs> yeah you know and I think we've I think we've if anything you know I wonder again whether we are because we're living in a society that is very image orientated and potentially 2D image orientated you know as in we have to present the perfect image in every scenario where that confuses us even more because we're not necessarily allowed to be flexible you know we're, we we're, have parameters we have that we're parameters. supposed to stay into yeah um, in every situation and then know, when you go um, across the parameter it's like oh you're a weirdo you're out yeah, of the north exactly. oh geez so in science we have this thing called the normal distribution curve okay so, uh, let's see, I'm, I need diagrams, I need diagrams. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what pictures look like. Oh, we need pictures, just to appear. <laughs> normal distribution um, curve. But basically, oh, yeah, it is. It's like, it's like a bell. If you it's think a of a bell, it's bell. a bell-shaped curve. Okay. So, the majority of people in the bell, the big, <laughs> the big bulky bit, but you've got people in the, the extremes, and I forget where I'm going. <laughs> you're describing a penis. <laughs> oh, you're so male. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just the way you're describing it. Seriously, you're like a bell? Big, yes. Oh, Tommy. Tommy's not Think about a big bell with yeah. a curve. We're okay, in the Tommy. big bell end. <laughs> yeah, men are big bell end. Yeah, exactly. I'll I'm pause not, it for a second. I have no so. idea. See, so this is the problem with drinking wine at the same time. My short term memory just goes. Slightly. The bell curve, the bell end. The bell end. The bell end. The bell end. Oh, we're recording. Oh, oh, I clicked record. We're so, back. We're so back. we're back. So we're back. um, yeah, Kelly's going to talk about bell ends. Um, so yeah, talk about the bell end. <laughs> it's not. It's not. No, it's a bell so curve. It's a normal distribution it's a curve. curve. A bell end curve. Yes. Of maybe <coughs> gender. Shut up. 
<laughs> we have been drinking in between us. Uh, a bell curve. A, a, a bell. If you think of a, oh, for goodness sake, if you think of a bell, if you Google normal distribution curve, you'll get what I'm on about. Yes. And uh, I believe what we were on about was the, the the normal distribution curve. You have two extremes. Yes. And maybe at one extreme you have female, mm-hmm. and one extreme you have male. male and yeah. in between, everybody is in the medium and a uh, amalgamation of both. Mm-hmm. And that was all I meant to say. You've drawn a lovely curve on the paper, Gilly. I know. Yeah, you got. <laughs> this this is what took us so long. And maybe a couple of glasses of wine to get through to you. She did it without a protractor or we a did. compass. She we did, did. Oh, we then don't mur- <laughs> about murder and murder. And yeah, no, and we, yeah, yeah, we need to bring this back um, in because you were going to talk about crimes of passion. It was, it was. We should because be, you were going to talk about... We might have to do M part two. M part two? Point. Should we leave it to this then? Or do you want to talk about your crimes of passion okay, oh now? Oh my gosh, well look, look, that's the one hour 30 minutes. No, that's one minute 30 since oh, we started to this is a new one. We've been talking for a minute and 38 seconds now. That's not it's so bad. Fine. No, we've had this on to the original. We've got about an hour. So you can talk about murder and crimes of passion now, or you can save it for the next time. Maybe we should save it for the next <laughs> well, so time, because then we can just wrap up. Yeah. Well, next, M part two. next time, Keely will talk about crimes of passion and what she did in Edinburgh last week with an ice pick and a cotton bug. Seriously, I don't get the new shirt. <laughs> and it won't. Because Keenan has contact. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Next time. Bye bye. There we go. Oh, stop. Beneath the coldy trees. I travel along with a laugh and a song in the land where they call you back. Round the horn and home again. Cause that is the sailor's fate.